Today on episode 134 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, what would you do if all of a sudden your email inbox starts to show a bunch of bounced email messages and they all say, sorry, this message could not be delivered. And when you look at the messages, you know they aren't messages that you sent. Has your email been hacked? Probably not. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey there, good morning, and welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast, and I'm your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. If you're new to the show, hey, thanks for checking it out. Yes, I am a geek, and this is where we talk about all kinds of computer-related stuff. The difference is we talk like normal people, not like those idiots on the Big Bang Theory. And what would you do if your computer is running slow or has a virus? I'll tell you what you should do. You should call me. If your computer has a problem, I would like to fix it for you. And it doesn't matter where you're located because in most cases, I can take care of that problem remotely. So you don't have to bring it into any shop. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 134. So let's get started. Here's how it usually goes. I get a phone call or an email, and the first words out of the person's mouth are, my email's been hacked, what do I do? Well, first of all, you can calm down because there's about a 90% chance that your email has not been hacked. We'll check it all out, make sure everything's okay, but in all likelihood, there's really nothing to worry about. But from the standpoint of the person calling, it can appear to be a very serious situation because it looks like somehow someone has gotten into their email account and sent out a ton of emails to lots of different people. And if that really happened, it would be kind of scary. But that scenario is really not that common. Let's look at what has actually happened. And to make it really clear, I'm going to use an analogy, which, as you probably know, I like to do in situations like this. The analogy we're going to use is snail mail. You know, the regular old U.S. mail service. Let's say you're planning to send out 100 letters by snail mail. And each one of them is supposed to go to a different person. So you stuff those hundred letters into a hundred envelopes and you seal each one shut. Now you have to put the mailing address on each one of them. So you address 50 of them with the names and correct address for 50 different people. So far so good, right? But for the other 50 envelopes, you completely make up all the details on the address. You just pick random names And you make up addresses out of your imagination. You put down city names that don't even exist. And you don't put a zip code or postal code on any of them. And then you put a stamp on each one so that they have proper postage as required by the U.S. Postal Service. So now you have 100 envelopes stamped and ready to mail. 50 of them have proper addresses and 50 have addresses that are impossible for any mailman to deliver. Oh, there's just one more thing you have to put on these envelopes, the return address. 
You know, the address that they'll come back to in case they can't be delivered properly. But for the return address, you don't put your own address. Instead, you put down the address of your next-door neighbor. And, of course, your neighbor knows nothing about this. Now, you can pretty much predict what's going to happen. In a few days, those letters with the crazy made-up addresses are going to start coming back as undeliverable. But the mailman isn't going to bring them back to you. They're all going to go back to your neighbor, since that's the return address that was listed on each envelope. So he's probably going to be a little bit confused about this. Now, I realize this is a crazy example. It really wouldn't happen. But it's a good way to illustrate what happens with email sometimes. With email, the person sending out those emails is some spammer somewhere in the world. Instead of a hundred envelopes to address, he has a million emails he wants to send out. So he gets a list of a million email addresses, and he sets up his email software to send out his message to each one of them. Oh, and before he hits the button to send all of them out, he picks out some other email address to show as the from address. In this case, he happens to pick your email address. Not exactly your lucky day. So in our snail mail example, we deliberately messed up the addresses of half the recipients. But for the spammer, he doesn't do that intentionally. It just happens that way. When he buys a list of a million emails, he knows that a certain percentage of them are going to be incorrect. Either there's a typo, or the account just doesn't exist anymore, or something else, but a bunch of them are going to be wrong addresses. But he doesn't care, because sending email is free anyway, right? So he sends out those spam emails, and right away some of them start bouncing back. But they don't bounce back to the spammer, they bounce back to you, since your email address was the from address. So your inbox starts filling up with bounced emails that you never actually sent. Now, this works out really great for the spammer for three big reasons. Number one, he remains anonymous. Number two, he doesn't have to deal with all the bounced emails. And number three, his spam message still gets delivered to a majority of the email addresses that he sent it to. But to do this, he didn't have to hack into your email at all. He just needs to know your email address. And this is actually not that difficult to set up. If you use Outlook or Windows Live Mail or Thunderbird, you can go into your email settings and put in whatever email address you want as the from address. This is something that spammers learned a long time ago. And in fact, they have specialized software that makes it even more efficient, which is good for them because they're sending out such a high volume of emails. And if this does happen to you, one way to check to see if those emails really were sent from your account is to go and take a look at the sent folder. If you sent those emails, they would probably show up there. And I'll bet you won't find them there because your account didn't actually send them. The good news for you is that when this spammer sends out his next million emails, he'll probably choose some other address for the from address so you won't get bombarded with bounced emails again. So let's hear from you. Have you ever had this happen? How did you handle it? You can let me know by leaving me a voicemail at my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468, or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.